You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, brought to you by Sound, Talent, Media, and Evergreen Podcasts, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians, talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. Hope you had a killer week. I most certainly did. Now, before we jump into today's episode, I'd just like to ask you to follow the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast on the podcast platform of your choice. But more than that, I would love for you to tell a friend about the podcast. If there's someone in your life that just loves extreme music, that just loves craft beer, well, you should absolutely let them know that the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast exists. If you were to encourage one of your craft beer loving metalhead friends to become a brand new Vox and Hops head, that would be something that I would truly appreciate. Now, today in the podcast, I'm very stoked to be with the Vox and Hops album review crew. We are going to be talking about our top albums of 2023. Get ready, everyone. This is Vox and Hops episode number 438. I warn you, what you are about to hear is. Very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm very stoked about today's episode. Today, I'm joined by the Vox and Hops album review crew. We are going to go through our top five albums of 2023. I'm stoked to be here with Phil Duvites of the Whispers from the Void podcast, Jerry Monk, Vox and Hops' metal architect himself, Ben Leliev, the newest member of the Vox and Hops album review crew who joined us this year throughout 2023, and we got Jimbo and his very evil cat, Machi. Here we are, everyone. Very, very stoked to be recording this episode. Um, sadly, I was leaving for Asia, and I just uh, could not get uh, the review crew together to record this episode all together, so I asked them to send me their top five albums of 2023, and I'm piecing it together. Very, very stoked and grateful to have the Vox and Hops review crew in my life. They simply do an amazing job of showcasing a bunch of killer music, a bunch of music that I don't actually uh, have uh, the time and or am I connected enough to the scene as much as I am connected uh, to actually discover and have the chance to listen to myself. So they are an extension of me and uh, each and every one of them has their own specific subgenre uh, that they are super into. And I think it's super interesting that that happened on their own. Uh, but enough about all of that. Let's just jump into it. You guys want to know what we think of the best albums of 2023. And here we go. For myself, in the fifth position, uh, starting from number five, going down to number one, at number five, I have Tesseract's War of Being. Uh, this is probably not a surprise uh, to many of you. I am a huge Tesseract fan. I saw them when they came through Montreal recently. I hung out with James, the Vox and Hops alumni. We had some beers before the show. They simply blew me away. And War of Being is exactly that, something that blew me away in 2023. I, I discovered Tesseract way back on their EP, uh, their first EP that came out, Concealing Fate, I believe it's called, uh, when I was opening for Devin Townsend here in Montreal when I was in a band called The Catalyst for a few years. Uh, we opened for Devin Townsend, and Tesseract was one of the opening acts, and I did not know who they were, and I listened to Daniel Tompkins sing, and I was like, who is this kid? 
blew me away. I love that EP. They sort of lost me over the past few years, in all honesty. I really do appreciate what they do, but they were just not grabbing me. I feel like Daniel is always being a tad too safe. All of that is out the window on War of Being. His vocals are incredible. Probably the top vocal performance of 2023 for me. Clean vocals, harsh vocals. He's using all kinds of voices. I saw him do it live. He was impeccable. A few backing tracks, but aside from those, he just crushed it. So cool to watch someone evolve and keep surprising me all these years as me being a fan of them. Um, the music itself is takes you on a journey. The whole album is a concept album. You guys know that I love that. It's just an impeccable album from start to finish. Uh, it's groovy. It's got its melodic sections. It's catchy as hell. And once again, Daniel's vocals are just out of this world. So coming in at number five for me is Tesseract's War of Being. Now let's hear from Phil Dervites from the Whispers from the Void podcast. On number five, we have Two Mold with the Enduring Spirit. So for those who don't know Two Mold, this is a death metal band. Like very... We can say like old school death metal, but they are from the modern era. And with this album, they decided to do a shift. A thing that I, that like just jumped in my face, like on the first song is the fact that they are doing a shift from like, you know, the old school death metal vibe, a little bit brutal at sometimes to the more technical and like, with the riffs on that album that reminds me a lot of Death and Gorguts. Like this album from, from the start, it reminds me Obscura by Gorguts a lot. So it's very proggy and very tech, but still keeping the low guttural vocals, which I love the mix of both. Seriously, it sounds very good. The soloing is great. The melodies are great. From start to finish, it's a great journey musically from start to finish like it's amazing how a shift like this could just change your sound and in my opinion make it a little bit better it makes it unique my favorite song on the album is the will of whispers and that's it for my number five and now jerry monk vox Synops's metal architect in the fifth position well let's just jump right into it number five was montreal's Cryptopsy, As Gamora Burns, that came out September 8th via Nuclear Blast Records. This is the first full-length album since the self-titled 2011 album from the Montreal Brutal Tech Death Outfit. And let me tell you, man, this album is catchy. It's groovy. The guitar work and the bass work just play off each other so well. Ollie and Donaldson, man, fucking killer combination. Can't say that enough. The drumming, chorus, flow out of this world, as always. And Matt, one of his best vocal performances that he's put out for a Cryptopsy album, in my opinion. They fuse the old school sound of Cryptopsy with the new school sound. And it just works beautifully. The, the fucking artwork on this thing is just amazing. For me, of all the old school death metal bands that put out stuff this year, you know, like Cannibal Corpse, Incantation, those guys but cryptopsy put out the for me the best album from all those people and that's why i made 
my number five. Here's what Ben had in his fifth position. Liquid shit repulsive bodies. So these four British barbecue dads have come together last April and released one of the most noxious and abrasive sludge metal record I've heard in the recent years. It's an EP. It's only, I believe, six songs, but man, it is nasty as fuck. I love... Uh, I love to tell people that I love sound more than I love music. And like this is um, this is a good example of what I'm talking about. Like it's nasty. It's fuzzy. Like the guys play their instruments like they're attacking them. One of the reasons why I like this record so much, because I've thought about it all year because I'm not supposed to like something that's this ugly, right? And one of the reasons why I like it so much is that the singer, a fellow named G, um, he doesn't growl or he doesn't sing clean. He just does some kind of weird, uncomfortable in-between. Like he bellows. He goes like... It's amazing, man. I really, really have a lot of fun hearing that guy sing. It's a record that feels dangerous. Uh, it's a record that feels unpredictable. It's uh, something that you'd find at a murder scene, something that the, the murderer would have listened to while he's dismembering someone. How about you, Jimbo? Jimbo, what's your fifth album? Number five, Frozen Dawn, The Decline of the Enlightened Gods. Now, number five caused me a real headache. Um, it was down to the excellent new Cryptopsy album, which I'm sure you've all heard and this new album from Spanish band Frozen Dawn. And I decided to go with Frozen Dawn since I, uh, I basically figured that most people listening to this podcast have heard the new Cryptopsy and they know how great it is. So anyway, Frozen Dawn, if you like old school Swedish metal that walks the line between death metal and black metal, like uh, dissection and especially necrophobic, you'll love this. A great release from Transcending Obscurity who've been hitting it out of the park recently. Hell yes, and how about the evil lord himself? How about Machi? Number five, Tumultuous Ruin, an abscess on the heart of the state. After a prolific couple of years of demos, singles and splits, Tumultuous Ruin have finally released its debut album. So this is another one-person black metal project. I think there's uh, three or maybe more on this list. Uh, this is a grim, raw, politically charged black metal album that, that never lets up. The dystopian lyrics have more in common with Crust than your standard black metal, really, but they really suit the anger and atmosphere of the music personally. There's excellent use of synth throughout, sort of dungeon synth, and it adds this kind of dungeon atmosphere to the album, which is otherwise um, just this incredibly bleak landscapes uh, that, are, that are sort of being conjured up. And I think the album's second track, Sabotage Glee, might actually be my favorite song of the year. So it's an underground release, but absolutely check this out. In the number four position for myself, I have a band that I fell in love with uh, this year or maybe late 2022. They are a band from Australia. They are a very interesting band. They're extremely eclectic. They have albums that go all over the place. And once you go down the rabbit hole of becoming a fan of this band, you will be surprised at how much music they release. Not only about the volume of material that they release, but each album is slightly different. 
If you haven't caught on yet, I'm talking about King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Uh, they dropped two albums this year. I particularly enjoyed Petro Dragonic Apocalypse. What a cool, heavy, chuggy album this is. Super infectious. Uh, nonstop little hooks here and there. Little time signature fucks that just keeps you guessing what's going on. The music videos are out there and wacky. They are an extremely interesting band, and if you have not checked them out, you should definitely check them out. I don't know who to compare them to. They are basically in their own realm. I don't know how they release so much music, but I am in awe. And uh, I know that they do a lot of it themselves and that they're independent. And I think that's a genius approach to releasing music. And they are just crushing it. So go check it out. Petro Dragonic Apocalypse is in my number four position. It is a weird album. It is uh, on the heavier spectrum of the King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard musical realm. Uh, it's got some bangers on it. Go check it out. How about you, Phil Dervites, from the Whisper from the Void podcast? For my number four, we have Avenge Sevenfold with Life is But a Dream. Some people could say, oh, that's weird that you're putting, like, two mold, and now you're putting Event Shadowfall, which is, like, two different genre. Well, I'm like this. If you know my podcast and you listen to me, I love, like, experimentation. And on that album, it's experimentation, like, over 9,000. It's the follow-up of their last album, The Stage, but much more experimentation, like I said a lot of times. There's a lot of style blending on that album. It goes from metal to the Beatles to classical to funk, like a little bit like a little bit of James Brown into it. And it goes like to Frank Sinatra the other second. I'm just like, whoa, where are we going with this? It's so it's so varied, but the thing is, they're still keeping some kind of structure on the album and they respect the album concept with, like, the lyrics and the vibe that is more like questioning your existence and all. It's very interesting, very intriguing, to be honest. And I really love that album a lot. It's not your typical Evan Shellenfold album, but it's a great album, in my opinion. And my favorite song, well, songs on that album are Beautiful Morning and the trilogy of songs, which is God... And it's the song G, Ordinary, and Death. It's a very good album, and that's why it's my number four. Jerry Monk, Vox and Hops' Metal Architect. What do you got in the fourth position? Number four, we have Majesties, Vast Reaches Unclaimed. It came out via 20 bucks spin, which that label, killing it as always. But this album came out on March 3rd, 2023. And the mem- this features members of NXORM and Obsequie both who play a melodic black metal style, but in this band, they're going towards that 90s Gothenburg mellow death style of like Inflames, At The Gates, Dark Tranquility. And once I heard the first single, I couldn't get enough of it. it just, I, just, I immediately went to 20 Bucks Spins Bandcamp, bought the album, pre-ordered it, pre-ordered a CD. This, this thing is just amazing. If you love that old school 90s, melodic death metal this is an album for you it just man i I couldn't get enough of it and i still listen to it probably weekly just i can't get enough of this album i wish it could have been a little bit higher on my list but unfortunately as you'll see as some of the albums that are coming 
you could see why I was number four, but I could not leave this one off. Again, majesty, vast reaches unclaimed. And now, Ben, what do you got in your fourth position? Number four, cattle decapitation, terazide. More of a conventional choice? I agree, but I'm not a um, death metal guy at heart. I'm more of a doom, um, black metal, or just weird avant-garde stuff mixed with noise. And so I thought long and hard about why um, cattle decapitation resonates so much with me. And I think I have an answer, guys. These guys are fucking theatrical. Um, Listening to a... um, cattle decapitation song is like having like a cinematographic experience um you know in order to give you just a, an example of what i'm talking about you know uh, we eat our young right it's one of my favorite death metal song ever and there's this really quiet bridge in the middle of the song it goes and then it just pounces we eat our young no other band does that. No other band constructs their songs in order to hit you upon the face emotionally like this. Um, it's one of the most muscular and compact records. Also, there are so many great songs. I thought it was only marginally better than Dead Atlas when I first heard it, but now I'm convinced it might be their best record. I think that um, Solastalgia is the best song on that record. It's one odyssey of a song. Jimbo, what do you got? Number four. At number four, Suffocation, Hymns from the Apocrypha. An absolute surprise package this year. Suffocation put out their first album with Ricky on vocals and somehow put out their best album since, I don't know, Souls to Deny. Maybe their best release since Despise the Sun. Riffy, heavy, technical, sensational drumming, ultra-brutal vocals from Ricky, really, really filling the the shoes of, of Frank Mullen fantastically well, as he's been doing live since, I think, 2016. Um, absolutely stunning album. This is just the New York Masters back to their absolute best. And what does Machi have in number four position this year? Number four, Dawn Raid, To Know the Light. Continuing with the uh, anti-fascist political theme, we have the latest and unfortunately last Dawn Raid album, as the band have called it quits recently. Fortunately, the band went out on a musical high note with To Know the Light, and this is a typically furious political release from the Liverpool trio, blending lightning-fast black metal with violin and stirring folk interludes. While thematically bleak, the album implores us to fight for what we believe in, even in the face of overwhelming adversity, And this is a fine swan song for the band. Coming in at number three for myself is a band that was introduced to me by my good friend Vince Bardanucci, who is basically the one that showed me everything uh, music-wise when I was growing up in high school, and he continues to send me gems, even here we are over 20 years later. Uh, Thank you, Vince, for this one. Monica Rosher's big band, the album is called Witchy Activities and the Maple Death. Very interesting music here. 
Now, this is a very interesting album. It is basically like a gent album performed by a jazz big band uh, with Bjork singing. It's probably the closest way that I can describe this album. Uh, the vocals are extremely haunting. The music and the rhythms is all over the place, yet completely captivating and enthralling. I find myself going back and listening to this album again and again. The album artwork is mesmerizing as well with um, interesting color schemes. Uh, I would love to see this band live to see if how they can pull this off. I'm sure that they can because they all seem to be prolific musicians. A very interesting um, take on jazz and heaviness and song composition with haunting, very catchy vocals and just just odd it's odd and interesting and it tickled my mr bungle esque need that i needed this year my weird aspect uh very catchy i'll say it again number three for me is the monica rosher big band witchy activities and the maple death how about you phil what do you got in number three for my number tres we have von dogma i with the cult of glitch for those who don't know von dogma uh, this is the ex-basis of the band unexpect chaos aka frederic filiatro for real i think i don't know if we, if we can say it's better than unexpect but it's very it's it's a vibe it's really a vibe it's a mix between electro music modern metal like jet ish melodic extreme metal And the FX vocals, the mix between all three of them, it's very interesting. And it's wow. The first time that you listen to it, like for me, I was like shocked how good it sounded. The style is very Igor-ish, if we can say it. For those who don't know, Igor is like a DJ experimentalist, like musician. It's very good music. And it reminds me of Igor, to be honest. Also, a little bit of Unexpect, which is normal because Chaos is the ex basis of Unexpect. The bass, we have to talk about the bass. It's louder in the mix, which is like very interesting because some people would bury it in the mix, but here we hear it a lot, even better than the guitars. And it's a great change, to be honest. The ambience is very dark, like very depressive, but also very introspective, which is like very interesting because some people could just be like, oh, let's do a depressive sound and that's it. But like, no, he's like very introspective, like just question yourself a lot. It's very epic, very heavy, very atmospherical, very technical. A lot to say that is an amazing album it's an amazing journey to be honest my favorite song are day of the dead and cover of radiohead two plus two equal five so that's my number three jerry what do you got number three let us know number three was from the solo u.s black metal band black braid black braid 2 that was released independently on july 7th 2023 black braid came out of nowhere 2022 with a great album black braid one i think i put it up on the pedestal a little too bit before it came out and it kind of let me down a little bit but black braid two man he crushed it bigger atmosphere catchier riffs it it i it, it tapped into my native uh heritage and like spoke to me on a a level that nothing else could 
that but this guy is probably the hottest thing in black metal right now he's toured in europe he's toured with other big bands like dark funeral earlier this year and recently with guerrilla and um and wolves in the throne room this fall this guy the sky's the limit for him he's really killing it catchy super melodic uh atmospheric black metal uh with a nod to his native heritage so really good stuff it just it, it hooked me anytime i put the cd in my car i would listen to it for a week sometimes even longer just constantly on repeat i love this album i love what he's doing uh so yeah that was my number three black braid ben what's your number three album this year number three canate to be cruel um guys if you know what canate is about you know what this record sounds like if you don't know Brace yourself, because this is some of the most intense and nightmarish stuff you've ever heard. I mean, to be honest, this is barely music, but Canates have always been barely music. They're experimental uh, drone doom metal um, that just wants to stretch music as tight as possible. Um, there's uh, three songs on the record, and... Um, they all of them are 20 minutes minutes all of them are 20 minutes long it's an absolute nightmare and um, it has this shambolic quality that i talk about all all the time um they are canet are the most shambolic band i've ever heard um just to give you an example on the first song like a poison dog um for the first four minutes um, Alan Dubin, the singer, he doesn't sing. He just breathes in the microphone like... <sighs> you never know when he's going to explode. He's going to start screaming. And he has a nightmarish voice. That guy sounds like your worst nightmare. It's uh, The only reason why it's not number two or number one is that it's too intense. It's something you can only listen like once a month or like twice a year because it's too hard on your mental health. But these guys are back after, I believe, 15 years, and they are as intense and as uncompromising as they've ever been. Jimbo, number three, let us have it. Number three, Sulfur Eon. So I had my top five all worked out a few weeks ago, and then someone told me to go and check out this album, and uh, it's uh, fucking fantastic. Um, riffy, melodic, black and death metal with sensational drumming and vocals, uh, it's got these epic clean vocal touches that remind me a bit of when Morbid Angel vocalist turned cowboy Dave Vincent did clean vocals on God of Emptiness, except that it actually sounds really cool when Sulfur Eon do it. And how about Machi? What has he got in his third position this year? Afski om hundrea de or. I have no idea if I've pronounced that remotely correctly. Machi would know, though. Afski's third album maintained the one-man project Incredible Consistency, uh, blending the bleak with the beautiful, this is a masterly, masterfully structured album of melodic but harsh black metal. Ola's incredible ability to control the mood and pace of his songs with the use of gorgeous guitar work, um, electric and acoustic, 
never fails to amaze. And be sure to catch Ufsky live if you get the chance as well. Coming in at number two is a band uh, that I love that uh, I had on the podcast this year. Uh, someone that I've had on the podcast previously as well, another member of the band. It's a band whose previous album I had included on a top 10 list a few years ago. When that came out, I had the pleasure of actually performing guest vocals on this album, and that is not why it's on the list, but uh, I tend to skip that track when I listen to it, and I don't know if you understand why, but once you're a part of something, it's hard to listen to it over and over again. But I do listen to the rest of the album very, very much. I'm talking about Herod's Economy class what a killer album the grooves the infectiousness the chugging um mesmerizing appeal of each of their song structures is something that i absolutely love this is a band that i believe is extremely underrated uh their previous release as i mentioned was hit my top 10 in 2019 samba de dessin love that one i'm in love with this one i'm so stoked that i had the chance to be a part of it on the edifice i loved performing on this uh my favorite track hands down is the ode to just gorgeous they have all these haunting female vocals uh, that came from a choir it's just unbelievable the heavy chugging riffs with the soaring clean vocals totally underrated album i have not seen enough people talk about this so for number two for me is iconoclast by herod phil whispers from the void podcast give it to us what's in your second position for my number two we have like a very known band and very known band because our hub daddy isn't that band. It's Cryptopsy with Asgomera Birds. From the start, the first song is straight forward death metal in your mother hacking face. Wow. It just like absolute fucking tastly epic it's brutal it's it's very clear the mix and thanks to chris donaldson for that mix it's very clear but still very brutal sounding like i just don't understand how he did that it's like it's black magic to be honest it's so good the technical bass part and the technical drums oh it's just like in your face it's very like very robotic at at some point, but but not really because like even though it's very fast, it's very technical. It's still very like organic sounding. It's very organic. It, there's a lot of soul into it, and that's what I love about that album. Like some death metal would just go like brutal, 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 brutal as fuck, but them they are just like changing changing the pace a little bit and just doing it like they want to. And that's very cool. And also, Matt's vocals are terrifyingly awesome. And my favorite song on that album, it's simple. It's Flayed the Swine, The Righteous Lost, and Praise the Filth. So that's my number two, folks. Jerry, give it to us. Number two album of 2023 is... Uh, Number two was a band from Switzerland called Roar Cow, with their album Silence. This is their follow-up album to 2019's Muladonna, which was also number two for me in 2019. It came out via Hummus Records on September 29th. Uh, they play a blackened sludge doom style. This thing, this album is monstrous. It just comes at you from all angles. 
And when there's a little bit of break that kind of catch your breath, it just keeps coming back harder and faster. It's vicious. The vocals are deranged and crazy. It just, it, it's just a suffocating album. This is the kind of music that I listen to at any time of the day. But this album, I, when I, when I saw this album was going to be coming out, I knew it would finish somewhere in my top 10. It did not disappoint. If you haven't heard of these guys, definitely go check them out. They're, they're one of the best extreme bands that have come out of Switzerland in a long, long time. Definitely check them out. That's Roar Cow's Silence. Ben, number two, what do you got? Number two, Primitive Man and Full of Hell, Suffocating Hallucination. Um, shout out to uh, the metal architect Jerry Monk for sending this my way early this year because I didn't even knew about either of these bands, but now they're like two of my favorite acts uh, working today. This record, once again, is all about sound. It's all about abrasiveness. It's all about emotion. Um, the singer of Primitive Man, um, Ethan McCarthy, he has this quality in his voice. He's a growler, but um, growler are a dime a dozen. Like all, Almost all of them sound the same, but this guy, you can feel the pain and the heartbreak and the weight in his voice. Like It's really moving. It's really something that like strikes a chord with me that resonates with me um he it's a quality by the way matt that you also have in your voice you are very good at growling with emotion um full of hell i don't hear them all that much on that record you can hear them after a couple listen especially on the drums like they have like these weird like jazzy drums but it's Whenever they're collaborating, it's what they do. They take the color of the artist they're collaborating with. They work within their creative paradigm. But man, this is very much a primitive man record with some uh, full of hell uh, sprinkled on it. It's beautiful chaos. It's miserable, but it feels like a catharsis. It feels like it feels like something is bleeding out of you when you're listening to it. It's one of my favorite records in recent years jimbo come on number two what do you got for us uh number two mismore prosaic a massive album with a really singular sound uh it's hard to describe um mismore have delivered what i think is their best album to date uh crushingly heavy uh sort of black metal influenced uh, death doom uh, i suppose you could call it it's got a fascinating overdriven kind of guitar sound Uh, it's a perfect blend of of the genres that that make it up, and and just amazing weird album art. It's it's just a, a sensational album from Mismore, and and well deserving of uh, the number two spot. The Dark Evil Lord Machi, what do you got? Number two. Number two. Woe, legacies of frailty. The Mighty Woe return after a six year gap with their follow up to 2017's excellent Hope Attrition. This is a rich, heavy album that leaves the listener beaten and bloodied by the end, driven home by the vocal savagery of Chris Grigg. Layered guitar work, massive riffs and punishing blast beats make this an absolutely unmissable 2023 album. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hopsins? I just want to take a little moment about Cryptopsy's upcoming tours. That's right, I'm talking about the Scream of Perseverance tour and our headliner dates 
that coincide with that tour called As Summer Burns. The Scream of Perseverance tour is kicking off at the end of May and runs all the way until the end of June. We are supporting the mighty death to all. We are going all over the United States and we are hitting some of Canada. So excited to be honoring the legendary music of death alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxandhops.com slash summer, and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxandhops.com slash summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown. Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. Now, number one for me is an album that I listen to a lot, and that's why it's in the number one position. It is by a band that I had the chance to have a chat with one of the members this past summer. I'm talking about Spotlight's Alchemy for the Dead. Now, I listen to this album basically every day since it came out, uh, if not every day, at least once or twice a week. Uh, Alchemy for the Dead is an excellent continuation of their previous releases. Uh, Spotlights is a very interesting band. They they meld mellowness with heaviness. Um, excellent song compositions. Um, I love this record. My favorite, favorite song, favorite part is on Sunset Burial. That whole big chug section in the middle is infectious, and every single time I find myself banging my head. I love the, the thematic elements of the album um, about um, it looks like a weed board it's it's it looks spooky alchemy for the dead the closing track is a haunting experience i just love it i can't love it enough i'm excited for future spotlights records because this one was amazing so number one for me is spotlights alchemy for the dead go check it out if you have not already that's it that is my top album of 2023 but we're not done let's hear what phil thinks from the whispers from the void podcast what is your best album of 2023 hey for my number one let's do a little drum roll yes i'm doing a drum roll on my chest what are you going to do anyway my number one is baroness with the album stone from the start it's not your usual baroness album well since the last one is not very your usual Baroness album because some people would wait for like a big chunky riff from the start and like very sludgy but then they're starting very soft very slow and that's very interesting like starting from an intro that is very relaxed and then they go on the first song which is last words and it goes a little bit more heavy and punchier and my god, the mix is better than the last album. Seriously, though, it's clearer, like more clear, and there's more punch into it. Like, oh god, like I, I was listening to it and I was like, my god, how can they do like such a sound? Musically, it's same kind of vibe than Golden Gray. It's very like melancholic which is a vibe that i love a lot around that album and what i love a lot and what they had it a lot more than the last one which was the first album with their 
recent guitarist and vocalist Gina Gleason? Well, they added more presence vocally of her, which is very awesome because, like, I love John's voice, but Gina Gleason is very angelic and very eerie in in her voice, and it's very interesting. I would even love to have, like, a song fully Gina Gleason. That could be interesting. And the songs are all well-written, and the album flows very well. The flow is very even perfect, in my opinion, because, like, at some point, you know, like, when they change the song, but there's one part which is, like, a trilogy of song again, which is Beneath the Rose, Choir, and the Dirge, which is, like, going well. Like, it's, the flow is, like, it doesn't cut. And it's so good to listen to. It's so refreshing to listen to. That album is awesome. AF. The album flow is so perfect, it feels like a movie. It feels like you're you're listening to a story, even. It's very good. And to be fair, I would love to say that I have a favorite song, but I can't because every song on the album is epic. Anyway, that was my number one, Baroness Stone. Hell yes, Jerry Monk. What do you got for us? Best album, 2023. Give it to us. And then my top album of the year. This went wire to wire for me. Everything that came out before this album, I was like, yeah, it's good. I can see this in my top 10. But once I heard this album, I reviewed this album. It's been my number one album all year. Roarcal kind of challenged it. But when I went back and listened to both of them, this one topped the list. And that's Hungary's Die Catafalc with Affold that came out on June 14th via Seasons of Mist. Uh, it is a one-man band uh, that plays avant-garde metal. It's got a little bit of a black metal feel to it as well. He had a lot of guest features. It's not as uh, tedious and technical like some of his previous albums. This album is a little bit more stripped down, a little bit more basic. But that's why I liked it, because it wasn't super weird or super out there. It still was weird in its own sense. I mean, there were some flutes in, in some of the songs, some violins, some weird synth stuff. But this one was made to play, be played live, which he has done. He has taken his, his uh, show on the road throughout Hungary and parts of Europe. I know he's got some festivals booked next year throughout Europe. Uh, great, great album. Super catchy, super fun. Super heavy at times too, uh, but like I said, it's it's not super avant garde. Where you you know you're like, oh man, this is like crazy out there. I don't know if I can handle this. It's 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 great. It's a great album. I can't recommend it enough. I'd heard of these guys, of this guy, previously a couple of years ago when he had put out an album. I didn't check it out. It didn't seem like my cup of tea. But when I went back. After hearing the first single off of this off of Alfold, I went back, checked out some of his other albums. Like, okay, yeah, this is definitely my thing. I dig this. Got the promo and could not stop listening to the promo. I listened to the promo for, for like months. And then I went out and immediately, once I reviewed the album, I went out and bought a CD for this. This album is great. 
I believe this is the best album, in my opinion, of 2023. It's Die Catapult, FL, Seasons of Mist, Killing It as always. That's my top five. I hope that you check some of these albums out. If you have, great. I hope that you enjoy them as well. But that's my top five. Cheers. And now, Ben, what do you got for us? What is your top album of 2023? Number one, Chain to the Bottom of the Ocean, Obsession, Destruction. I don't know where these guys are coming from. They're obviously very young because they started in 2017 and they were originally inspired by the band Dao, but they have progressed above and beyond like a Dao worship band, like this this record is so cool it's so catchy it's abrasive it's mean it's punishing but it's so freaking catchy too what's differentiate this record from all the other records on this list is the riffs the riffs have no business being this catchy on a sludge metal record this sounds like your favorite grunge band like just woke up from the dead and started playing some of the nastiest fucking riffs you've ever heard um I'm having a lot of fun with this record and like it's a long record with a lot of long songs and you know when it's when it's about doom metal and sludge metal the longer the better and it's very punishing too like it has a, a lot of repetition it has a lot of obsessive themes on it and I'm sure um I'm sure it's, this sounds even better live because the only weak spot on the record is um, the, the vocals. They're kind of washed out in the mix and all the instrumentation, but um, they're performed with such passion and such pain. I would love to hear what they sound live. Obsession, Destruction, guys, if you're into sludge metal, if you're into abrasive stuff, if you're into, ins- if you're into stuff like that just grates your soul, this is the best record I've heard this year. Jimbo, your top album of 2023 is... Number one, Low, The Gleaners. So I said when this album first came out in April that it was the best album I'd heard all year. And um, it's now December and that's still the case. It's a, a devastating, poignant album that highlights why these guys are my favourite band in Australian metal, probably my favourite Australian metal band of all time. The album release show for this was was also incredible. It's a mix of um, genres, everything from post-metal to crust to sludge, uh, black metal, death metal elements, absolutely fantastic um, uh, performances. A huge shout-out to uh, my man Chris as well for actually putting me onto this band uh, and and forcing me to listen to them after after me having them in my bandcamp wish list for for a number of years. And drum roll, let's hit it. How about Machi's top album of twenty twenty three? Let's but hear certainly it. Certainly not least, number one, Panopticon: The Rhyme of Memory. Austin Lund has done it again. There's there's nothing more to say. Uh, the prolific mastermind behind arguably North America's most unique black metal artist has released a 10th studio album. At this stage, I'm not really sure if you'd call Panopticon black metal exactly because it's so it's incorporates so many different elements and it's gone so far beyond uh, what you'd normally think of as the limits of that genre. But that's just that's just what Austin has has done uh, over the years since uh, 2009 with the first album. This is a long engrossing album that draws the listener in with stretches of gorgeously composed music rich with choruses and strings 
before assaulting, assaulting them time and time again with dense atmospheric black metal. The interplay of the riffs with the string instruments and the way that they carry the emotional weight of the album is astonishing. Um, haunting, beautiful, terrifying at times, a masterwork album of the year. Massively, massively stoked that I had the chance to hang out with the Vox and Hops album review crew to display our top albums of 2023. I hope that some of these resonated with you, and I hope that uh, you made some discoveries while listening to this, because that's the whole point of this episode, is that sometimes we miss some killer releases, and I'm sure that when I go through and I listen to what some of the other review crew people have suggested as their top albums this year, I'm sure that I'm going to find some that I miss, and I'm going to be like, oh my god, I can't believe I didn't listen to it so go check it all out i have put in the description of this podcast a playlist that contains all of our top albums so go check that out uh, massive cheers to all of you uh, this is an extra episode i wasn't supposed to drop an episode in december but this one merited the extra work i hope that you have a killer rest of 2023 massive cheers and a long life to the vox and hops album review crew i can't love you guys enough thank you Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. Man, this was a lot of fun to put together. I wish that I had the time to sit and record this episode with everyone, but with certain members being in different time zones and me heading off to Asia and having a deadline to record this episode, it just added extra stress and it just was not a possibility, sadly. But I am thankful that we did get to put this episode together. I truly appreciate the Vox and Hops album review crew. Now, if you enjoyed this Vox and Hops episode, you should sign up to the Vox and Hops Middle Podcast mailing list. You can do that on my website, voxandhops.com. That's V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com. And when you do that, you shall receive one email a week that contains all of the details of everything that has happened recently in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. You get to see which episodes I dropped recently. You will get to see which episodes I have coming up. You will get to hear about any projects I have in the works before I announce them to the public. You will also get to find out what's going on in the world of Cryptopsy and with Asgamora Burns dropping. We have a lot of stuff going on, so if you want to be up to date in that, sign up to the mailing list. The mailing list also includes all the details of all the albums that the Vox and Hops album review crew have reviewed recently, and you will get to see which albums Jerry Monk, Vox and Hops' Metal Architect, has added to the Brutal Awakenings playlist. There's always a lot of stuff going on in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal podcast, so please do me a favor and sign up to the mailing list, because I hate when you miss a single thing. The Vox and Hops Metal podcast is brought to you by Sound Talent Media and Evergreen Podcasts. I hope you have a killer rest of 2023. I am going to be recording a top beer episode as I have been throughout the past few years with, with my good friends here in Quebec. But until then, I hope that you have a killer rest of 2023. I will be back in 2024 with brand new Vox and Hops episodes. But until then, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops heads. <laughs> Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you'd cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? Fans of Too Much Effing Perspective don't have to wonder, because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. Oh.